It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the coach and Jackie the skater. The fun will never end. It's derby time. to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. I have an exciting announcement today as this little podcast of mine, of ours really, has hit a major milestone Just today, I noticed it before I came in to record, I saw we hit 15,000 listens on this podcast. This podcast has been listened to 15,000 times. Now, to some of you, that might not seem like a big number, but for where we were at in January to now, this thing has pretty much exploded. And... I just have so much happiness, I I can barely take it. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for those of you who've been sharing with your friends and teammates. Please keep it up. Please keep up the sharing so that I'll be able to let you know when we hit like 50,000 and that'll be super sweet too. And uh, last week was a big week because we had our first big special guest with Lady Trample. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did being a part of it. And this week, I have another surprise for you. I have another special guest. Now, I don't believe this is going to end up becoming like a super regular thing, but uh, it's pretty cool when it does happen because I received a DM from Chrissy Crash. And our previous interaction had been me being part of one of her free seven-day challenges, and that's how we initially got to know each other a little bit. So let me tell you a little bit about who Chrissy Crash is. Real name is Kristen Adolfi, and her mission in this life has become to teach roller derby players how to become roller derby athletes. Now, you know how much I love this subject. I do believe we are all athletes. We work too hard in this to be anything else. (laughs) Chrissy Crash has been a part of Orange Country Demolition Divas, LA Derby Dolls, Orange County Roller Girls, Angel City Derby, and Team Bionic. She was in the movie Whip It. She was a Manson sister. Like You can check out the cover photo on her Chrissy Crash Facebook page, and you can see her her character's mean face, and you'll, you'll definitely recognize her from the movie. Um, so true story, the movie Whip It is how I discovered the sport of roller derby. I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. Like raise your hand if Whip It was how you figured out that this even existed. <laughs> like I had just been like rollerblading and roller skating around my neighborhood for exercise for like a year or two. And then I find out that there's a sport you can play on roller skates. Uh, me, who's never really played a team sport at anything other than family gatherings at this point in my life. So, in this way, Chrissy Crash was a part of me getting started in this sport. 
which also eventually led to this podcast. And here we are. The whole thing has come full circle. In this conversation today, we're going to get Chrissy's take on tackling muscle imbalances that we have as roller derby athletes, bout day nutrition, which is something a lot of you have asked about, and some ways she helps others with mindset training. So these are kind of like the three pillars of what she does, the cross training, the nutrition, and the mindset. Big deal. Um, like Lady Trample, uh, Chrissy Crash does drop a few fox bombs, but they are all in jubilation. So I have marked this episode as explicit. So guard your tender little ears. Um, it, <laughs> it happens like maybe twice. Like it's not really a big deal. Uh, at least I hope you don't think it is. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break for a sponsor ad, and we're going to go straight into the conversation with Chrissy Crash. All right, we have Chrissy Crash here today. Welcome, Hi. Chrissy Crash, Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. How you doing? I'm awesome. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I am really excited that you reached out. Um, this is going to be a really fun little chat here because you've got a lot of knowledge and I want to get as much of it out of you as I can <laughs> for this podcast. It'll be great. <laughs> Do it. Okay. So um, one of the topics I get asked about a lot is talking about just uh, balance as far as in derby, we become really imbalanced with our muscle groups. One leg is stronger than the other. The quads are stronger than everything else. So what recommendations do you have? What advice do you have? What path do you send people on to try and get balance out again? What do you see when you have your roller derby athletes that you're training? Yeah, um, I obviously, yes, balance is a big piece of this. You know, I mean, we turn left. I always joke that I've turned left for 13 years. Like, of course, the one side of me is, you know, stronger, fitter, you know, better than the other. Um, and one of the biggest things that I really focus on is doing full body. Like I really believe that as a cross training athlete, um, making sure that we're hitting all of those muscle groups that aren't necessarily being engaged during roller derby is super important, but at the same time, focusing on a lot of single leg, um, or like single side of the body, um, workouts is really important, mainly because if you do have a dominant leg, um, what you're going to find is that when you're doing things like squats, like one side is doing a little bit more of the work than the other. So, um, with roller derby training club, which is actually an app that I have, um, I have those girls doing a lot of like single leg lunges. We're doing, um, just things to make sure that their balance is on point on both sides. So it's a combination of single leg exercises for sure. And then also really, you know, because once roller derby is over, it's not like the most people are going to continue exercising. They're actually going to slow down a lot. So if they can learn how to do full body exercises that um, really work all of them, then what happens is even after derby, they're going to have the skills to be able to maintain their fitness versus just focusing on, well, I need these specific muscle groups for roller derby. Okay. And um, a friend of mine and I, we've been kind of experimenting with this a lot. We've been saying, you know, uh, our strong leg and our less strong leg so that it isn't like negative. Um, and we've been kind of experimenting with how much more should we do with the less strong leg to try and bring it up to speed. Like sometimes I'll do, you know, like one minute on one leg and a minute and a half on the other leg or two minutes on the less strong leg. Like, is there a really good ratio that you would recommend for that? Great question. I have actually never had someone do additional work on that. <laughs> and there 
amazing creatures out there that are like, what? That's absolutely what you should do. But overall, like we just, I, I look at the body as a whole. Um, and I, I usually just have them do whatever that, like that, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest body part, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to necessarily like back squat something that only your left leg can squat. Right. right. Like the body is going to, um, even out those loads. Um, so yeah, typically I have them do the same on both, but okay, I, so, so there's yeah. no magic formula that idealizes this, this no. notion that me and my friend have. <laughs> I would love to hear your results at the end of this. Please let me know because maybe we'll be incorporating this into, you know, the programs that I run and stuff. It, it's, you know, beta testing. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. a little bit here and there where I'm like, I think we should do some more on the other leg. <laughs> legit yeah yeah um so you do a lot of uh cross training with your athletes a lot of uh body weight exercises especially Uh, are there any of your like favorites that you want to talk about or things you like to batch together or anything um yes so uh anyone who knows me knows that my favorite exercise in the world is the burpee Mm-hmm. And it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, because it basically hits most major muscle groups on your body. Um, it's a great version of strength training and cardio at the same time. You can kick your ass in less than 10 minutes anywhere. Um, <laughs> but the, the main reason that I love the burpee and I have my girls once a month do a hundred burpees for time is actually not for physical performance. It's for mental strengthening. And where you go in the middle of doing a hundred burpees is the same place that your mind goes when you're stuck behind the pack, mm-hmm. when you're like jamming and trying to get through and you're not getting out. It's the same place your mind goes when you're in a penalty spiral, mm-hmm. right? It's the same place your mind goes at practice when you just can't get that transition down and you keep falling or it. And so I love the burpee because I think that a hundred burpees for time is one of the best ways to really play around with what does your brain say when things are hard. And then consciously use that time to choose a new thought and to actually like reprogram your brain. So burpee is my favorite one for sure. (laughs) I am so glad you brought that up because uh, I did that um, seven day thing uh, last fall with you and I really loved it. A few of my teammates were in there too. And that was, that was one of the biggest takeaways from the whole thing for me. Like I did it the one time and then I was like, wow, um, I, I was impressed. I, it was better than I thought it was going to be for the first try, but I knew I could do a lot better. So on my own, I decided that every once in a while, I just need to check on this again. I haven't done it monthly, but it was like a, a few months later, I did another check and I was in the same exact place. And I was like really annoyed by that. <laughs> so then um, I started like looking up online, like how can I actually like optimize this a little bit better? And I learned that taking breaks is like the worst thing you can do because Uh as much of a pain as it is to get slower and slower and feel like you're not doing a good job and like you're not getting through your sets, it's better to just keep going. And yeah, I shaved so much time off just doing that. And I shaved like a whole minute and a half and I was just so (laughs) excited. And you're completely right. It's so mental because I had so many thoughts going through my head. Uh, So after the second time I did it, in between when I learned how to optimize it, I started doing 100 burpees a day for the month of February. And I told myself, um, they don't have to be in a row, but you're still doing them because you're getting ready for your next like test. And then uh, 
I, I told myself that when I had like a hundred more followers on Facebook, that that's when I would do it. I thought I was going to have a whole month, but um, people snuck up on me and it was like two weeks later. Yeah. So, so yeah, then I go to do it and I'm like 40 in and that's when your mind starts shutting down. And my mind's telling me like, you know, you don't actually have to do this today. You're not feeling that well. No one knows you're doing this except for you. Nobody really cares. Your followers do not care about this at all. But I was like, no, I set this for myself. I'm doing this for myself. I have to get through this mental breakthrough thing because this is totally a mindset thing for all those times when you don't want to do something and you have to push through. (laughs) Yep. Yep. The brain is sneaky like that. I mean, it will justify anything, whether it's not going to practice on a cold day or not getting to the gym in the morning. It's, it's sneaky. And so when you do stuff like the hundred burpees, it gives you the space to practice that, that reprogramming and just noticing like where it comes up. Cause it's not real, you know, it's just habit. Yeah. Good for you. hundred burpees. Yeah. We call that in crash course and transformation. We call that the burpee three K where you do hundred burpees a day for 30 days. Oh, burpees. Oh man. (laughs) changing yeah um i've got like a fun little side fitness group with just some it's just some friends but now the uh podcast fans are in there too and i do want to get to another burpee month because i think it's pretty awesome i would like to see if anyone would want to go on the hundred journey with me but it's a really varied group of people and i don't want anyone to like you know skip town for it (laughs) today yeah Yeah. you know what we can say set your own limit, whatever goal you want for the month, because we're doing that right now with distance, and a lot of us have picked 100 miles, and we're pretty much on track, but some people are like, you know what, I'm just trying to get two miles a day. That would be really big for me, and you know what, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. First of all, high fives for you for building community. Like It's so important, like especially inside of a sport, to like collect people together that are moving towards mm-hmm. a similar like goal like that's so huge I love that so high five to you yeah. well well, you do kind of learn after a while that if you're just posting stuff on social media not everyone's into it not everyone's about it not everyone wants to hear about it they might feel guilty or whatever is going on in their head but if you find your people and you're like this is the group of people who are all on the same path together then you can support each other and you don't have to bother anybody else while you're doing it yeah <laughs> it's fine. exactly a lot of my girls come across that when they join crash course and transformation because they're like they're so afraid to post about their journey and it's like it's okay we have a safe space for you to do that we have people to high five you because some people are just not ready to like put that out into the planet yet you know yeah and and your journey does inspire other people but those few people who complain about it can really just grate on your parade and uh, makes it tough. <laughs> yeah. They can uh, they can kindly unfriend. <laughs> <laughs> just unfollow me for a little while. I'm busy being awesome. <laughs> You're being awesome. It's yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess uh, I do also get asked a lot about like I know you know a lot about nutrition, mm-hmm. specifically bout day nutrition. People want to know more about like is there. A magical formula for that or just best practices? <laughs> yeah, great question. And I think people always look for the complicated and the reality is it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's a balance of healthy proteins, complex carbs, veggies, you know, don't eat too much right before a game. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things that I found. So I typically eat a regular breakfast, a regular lunch, like if it's a night game, um, a pretty regular dinner. And then I will bring things like dried fruit is a really helpful one. Um, sometimes I eat like gummy bears and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, but any kind of like an easy to, to process 
simple carb is great during a game, mm -hmm. um, which is where, you know, most people think, oh, I got a carb load the night before, right? Yeah. Slash carb loading is not really a thing for roller derby. Like you literally would have to deplete your carbs for a week ahead of time in order to then rebuild up the stores inside of your, your muscles. Um, so no carb loading needed for sure. Mm -hmm. Just making sure that during the time of the performance, you have enough access to easy carbohydrates. So I choose, you know, gummies, um, electrolyte beverages that have carbs in them, not the zeros, but the one with carbs, um, dried fruit, like dates and stuff like that are great. Even at halftime, like, uh, ha like a tortilla with like some peanut butter on it, things like that are great. All right. That, that's really good to know. I, I, for years, I've just been kind of like, well, you know, the night before, I'll just throw a sweet potato in there because <laughs> right? it's like your body doesn't know you're going to, to yeah. play roller derby tomorrow. It's not like saving that like somewhere yeah. specifically. Well, I, I just tell myself like I'm giving myself a treat because I don't really have them all the time. And I'm like, you know, I just want to feel good the night before now. So it's even more of a mental thing now. <laughs> and, that's, and that's totally reasonable because the reality is, is a sweet potato is a great thing to eat any day. Mm -hmm. And so if, if it makes your brain happy the night before, girl, eat that freaking sweet potato for oh, sure. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> I love them. Yay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's see. Uh, you're really good at mindset stuff. You do a lot of this with your people. Yeah. Is there something in general you come across like a lot with your athletes when you're working with them that like, is there, I don't even know how to phrase this question. Like, it just seems like derby's a little different than other sports in that you need almost a little bit more confidence building. Whereas if you talk to football athletes or something, they'll be like, oh, I should be out there every time. I'm the best on the team. Nobody knows how awesome I am. And in Derby, I find a lot more often that there are people who don't know how good they are and have trouble seeing it and have trouble like with imposter syndrome and things like that. Uh, do you do anything with helping people build confidence? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's two things that I primarily see a lot, and it's exactly that, which is the imposter syndrome of, you know, failing to acknowledge all of the awesome things that have happened already. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing that I see a lot of is just this sort of all or nothing. Like if it's not perfect, I'm a failure. Yeah. And so we focus in KCIT, we focus a lot on grace. Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by that is really like, giving yourself permission to like screw up, mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to grow, like developing a lot of self-compassion because what happens is when we develop self-compassion, it gives us permission to actually start taking more action because there's less fear around failure, mm -hmm. which then when people start taking more action, what they see is, oh, I can actually be successful at things, yeah. which in turn starts to build their confidence. So um, part of it is helping people get out of their own way and then also, you know, we focus a lot on celebration. I mean, ridiculous celebration. First of all, I have my girls post wins every single day inside the group so we can really get into the habit of acknowledging ourselves because it is a habit, mm -hmm. right? Um, but also like silly celebration. Like we, I've been like lately having my girls do things like uh, high five themselves. Yes. <laughs> like, the dumbest thing. Like put my lunch in the car. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's like, brilliant. Oh, finished my workout. Oh, or like patting themselves <laughs> on the back, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's those little physical things that start to develop the habit of celebration. And the habit of celebration and self-acknowledgement 
mm-hmm. is really what's going to breed the confidence and the understanding that, that you're fucking awesome and being able to own it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to hug everybody and be like, no, you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) And forgiveness is a big one too. We focus a lot on self forgiveness, putting the past in the Mm -hmm. past, you know, because a lot of us, we decide we're going to fail before we've ever started. Yeah. Girls, they walk into their 27 and five one day already deciding that they can't do it because they haven't done it the last 12 times. Right. really like being willing to like leave the past in the past is another really big one in terms of developing self-confidence and understanding that you don't have to bring everything that you've always done with you into your future. Mm-hmm. We're actually uh, trying something a little bit different with 27 and five this year, instead of doing it at the very beginning of the Derby season, coming back from the off season <laughs> when people aren't at their best, We've been doing it. We've just been testing it when everyone's at their peak physical condition really late in the season and saying, okay, now you're good for an entire calendar year. And it's amazing how much less anxiety there is for individuals on our team who are absolutely capable of doing it. But it's really tough after the off season to go out there and do it because they're like, oh, this is when I, I can't do it. Here's where I'm feeling all the holiday, whatever. Like, it just gets in their head and we all know that they're capable. And I love it that we're now testing them in a place where you're at your best right now. Let's go do it and get it done. And then it's off the table. (laughs) I love that. I think that's something that should be implemented everywhere because you know, you come out of off season, you haven't been training, you've been eating whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And then coming in and being like, all right, now do this thing that's going to determine the rest of your future for the next year. Like that's so stressful. I love that you're doing that. Yeah, well, it's it's a mindset thing <laughs> as much as anything else. Like, we just, we see, I can't take seeing my teammates struggle like that in their heads when they are that good and they can do it any time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, you know, they can do it, Yeah, you know, regardless of it's beginning of season or middle of season, but hey, you know, why, why stress yourself out? Yeah. All right. Um, now, I... Since you were awesome enough to reach out, I would like to give you opportunity to tell more people like what you do now, what you're about, because not everyone might know about your training background, what you do with everybody. Like if you have any like program upcoming that you'd like to talk about, like feel free at this time. (laughs) Yeah. So for people that don't know me, so I've been playing roller derby for about 13 years. Um, I started in 2006. 2006. I can't really do math. I think that's 13 years. Um, I played bank track. I've played flat track. Um, I've been a certified personal trainer as well as a fitness nutrition specialist for about the last 10 years. Um, and I work primarily with roller derby athletes. Like this sport changed my life. You know, I was a smoker. I was a drinker. I was a bartender. All I ate was fast food. And then I found roller derby. I mean, my first roller derby pictures, I literally have a pack of camel lights shoved in my knee high socks. Like, I think it's the funniest thing ever. And <laughs> And this sport just transformed me. You know, it gave me a reason to want to be better. It gave me a reason to stop drinking every day. It gave me a reason to quit smoking. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for the journey that I've gotten to go on that I just literally, it's my life's mission to share that with other people, whether that's roller derby athletes, which is like, you know, I just, I, I love this community so much that I just want to help people get better, not just at derby, but at their life. Because I feel like how we do health and fitness is how we do relationships, is how we do career, is how we do the amount of happiness we experience, you know? And so it's like, I just, I want so badly to pass that on to people. And that's really what Crash Course and Transformation was founded on. It was basically taking everything that I had learned for myself over a decade in 
becoming an athlete, losing 30 pounds, finding my joy, finding my truth, finding my organization, and everything I learned in 10 years. And I basically smushed it and packaged it up into a 12-week program. And so my goal is to be able to take someone from wherever they're at to on the path to sustainably wherever they want to be in 12 weeks. Um, but like you did, we do have the seven day challenge, which is free. It's the build a better athlete challenge. And people are totally welcome to go to chrissycrash.com. Um, and there's a sign up on there. People can join at any time. Um, and they're, they're welcome to do that as well. Um, and then also, like I mentioned, you know, body weight workouts, we do have roller derby training club, which is an app like 10 bucks a month. It's a great way to get three workouts a week right to your phone. So you don't have to think about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So basically just trying to help as many people as possible, um, as we can. And it's been such a blessing just to, to see how many lives have changed already. Mm -hmm. Um, and thank you for, for letting me come on and share <laughs> and contribute. Um, I love what you're doing. I think it's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, and just keep spreading the love, dude. Yeah. And I, I love what you're doing too. Like several of my teammates were in there with me, like for the seven day challenge. I felt like we all grew. I feel like I had to ask myself some questions that I didn't really want to know the answers to, but it was tough and it was, it was a nice growing experience. And I still do some of those quick workouts that you shared that are totally beneficial. I'm absolutely going to get back to the hundred burpees again and see where I'm at. And um, a friend of mine has still been training with you. I'm not sure how long now Sawa has, but I love seeing the change in her life. She is a delightful person. Her skin is glowing. I can just tell she's really full of joy right now and uh, is really happy with the changes that have happened for her. <laughs> she's amazing. I am so proud of her. I mean, she came into Crash Course and Transformation and was just like, let's go. Like, show mm -hmm. me what to do. I will do it. She dropped, I think, 22 pounds over the course of the 12 weeks, I want to say. It was like 15 mm -hmm. to 22. But it was so cool to see, like, the goal of this program is that after 12 weeks, you don't need me anymore and you just go off and running, right? And she just came out of this program on fire. And it's been so cool to see not just her 12-week transformation, but, like, this person that she has become in the process that she continues to unfold to be is... Mm -hmm. So cool. It's so cool. I'm so proud of her. I love her to death. Yeah, she's she's such a passionate person. She cares about so many people in her life, like taking care of everyone. And it feels like maybe there was like a blanket on top of her and you just help her take it off and she's just letting her light shine a lot brighter than before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's exactly that's exactly what we're trying to do. You know, love and love and light. Love and light. Yay. Oh. Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm so glad we got to talk today. Is there, uh, what are the best ways to reach you on social media and whatnot for if people have questions or want to get in touch for these programs? Yeah, um, at Chrissy Crash on Instagram, all K's, no C's. Um, same thing on Facebook. You can find me under Kristen Adolfi under my real name or there's a Chrissy Crash page. Um, and then if they want to, like I said, join any of the programs, ChrissyCrash.com has all the programs, all the, the applications, all that stuff on there as well. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. <laughs> hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our apex predator T-Rex or Jam-a-Llama, 
to messages like roller derby strong and my mom plays roller derby. There's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. And we are back. Isn't she delightful? She is just a very joyous spirit. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's the swearing, but it's just all the passion coming out of her mouth. (laughs) And I, you know, I don't really mind. I don't mind at all. Like when somebody is that happy to be helping other people, it's, it's pretty awesome. You just kind of want to be a part of that positive energy and and just spread it around. And uh, it was just a really nice chat we got to have. So a few of the things I want to talk about before I let you go today, my, my add-ons at the end here, my, my take-home messages, if you will, based on my own experiences. Again, I'm not a professional, but these are the things I have learned. And one of the most important things is just get to know your body, like figure out how it works, like find out things about it, get educated about where you are at with your body, like Figure out what your limitations are, you know, your range of motion, strength, power, like figure out where you're at and then see what you can do about it. Experiment with how you can take yourself further forward because, you know, some things aren't going to work for everybody and you're going to also need to figure out what are the little things, the little tweaks you need to do for you based on the history of your body, where your body has been, the injuries it's had. Just really get to know yourself. All right. So let's say, let's say that you're financially challenged. Uh, It's a common problem for many derby skaters. There are a lot of resources online where you can find access to physical therapy exercises, stuff that can help your mobility and longevity to keep you in this sport longer. Like um, I've had injuries to both knees. And I did go to physical therapy for them. Thank goodness. I'm so glad. Uh, I keep a list of knee physical therapy exercises. And last year, I fully committed to taking like 15 to 30 minutes to do them once a week. And it made a huge difference. Like, I can't say I've been as good this year so far. It's been a ridiculously busy year for me. But I feel like I really did my body a service by putting it through this amazing year where I did this knee physical therapy fully. I've, uh, I have one shoulder that sometimes gives me problems. And so I did the same thing with shoulder PT. Like that was like what, 10, 15 minutes again, once a week. Um, so I figure things out, you know, if there's a problem, I figure out how I'm going to tackle it. I had a pretty bad back injury one year. That was another thing where it was a lot of physical therapy. And I've learned a lot from that instance of what I need to do to take care of myself as far as lifting. I I do a lot of heavy lifting for my job, for my home business. And I do a lot of standing. I have like kind of a standing desk setup, but sometimes I slouch and I got to figure out ways to tackle that. I actually recently picked up this thing. I I got it on Amazon with some American Express points because I don't, I don't have a lot of real money. Um, But it's like this, it's kind of like a wobble board. Like it kind of, it kind of curves up on the sides. It's about like the size of a large placemat. And so when I'm on it, I can't slouch. I have to keep my 
my balance. I have to keep my core engaged. I can also kind of step back and forth as if I'm kind of gently walking, which lets me get out some, some nervous energy or whatever I might be carrying around with me in that day. And so far, so good. Like it's still a test to see if it's going to be the thing that really helps me long-term with making sure I'm go having good posture and not developing back problems. But it's, I got to test things to see if it's going to help. And so far, so far, so good. And like I said in the conversation, the conversation with Chrissy Crash, my teammate and I, my friend, we're having kind of good results so far, experimenting with giving extra love to the less strong leg. Like, I have a theory. I really believe if I can get it a little bit closer to the strength that my stronger leg has, it could prevent more problems down the road if if they're just a little bit more even. I mean, so I'm not a professional, but I would recommend from my personal experience to think about opposites, think about complementary muscles. You'll hit everything with full body work. And if you have never been working out, absolutely, please do all the full body work and keep doing the full body work. But if you sense something that's just a little bit neglected, something's not adding up, it's like, see really what you can do to address it. I, I'm working on mobility in my shoulders this year a lot because I've noticed one of them in particular is stiff. And as far as like where I can reach, I'm just not getting as far as I want to in positions because I'm trying harder to embrace yoga this year. And I'm embracing yoga this year because I noticed something was really missing in my recovery process. I, as far as, you know, I've been doing this a long time. It's a contact sport and I'm not as young as I used to be. Some of you might be able to relate. And so the yoga is truly, it's helping me recover from contact, be better prepared for it next time. That increased flexibility and range of motion is going to prevent more injuries down the road. And I kind of want to be able to stretch my arms back further and I can right now. You can hear me like, I can only get them this far. And I feel like I can do better if I just keep working on it a little bit and trying to do some exercises. I saw actually Miracle Whips shared a little something on an Instagram story yesterday using a broom to help stretch out rotator cuff. And so I saved that because I'm, I want to try that out and see, hey, is this something that helps me get a little closer to my goal? Why not try it out? And so that's that's my bit on training. Let's talk a little bit about the nutrition aspect. Like you could absolutely copy someone's example meal plan for about week, like word for word. But if it doesn't work for you, it might not be your thing. I actually have a funny story. I have a friend, a former teammate of mine, a, a delightful person who often parties the night before a game and partakes in beverages and before the game, she will eat like Wendy's chicken nuggets dipped in chocolate frosty. Do I think that's a good idea? No, not really. <laughs> Do I recommend this lifestyle for others? Heck no. But this person is a really special case where this somehow works for her at this place in her life. She's someone who actually needs to consume a lot of extra calories because of particular conditions with her health. And it also, you know what? It makes her happy and it gets her out there. It keeps her in Derby to have things like this. And 
Somewhere down the line, she might change it if it's no longer working for her. She finds something that works better. But right now, she knows she's weird and that this is working for the time being. So this is this is the strategy. <laughs> I mean, heck, I'm jealous. I'd love to just eat junk food and be able to go out there and perform. But my body doesn't work that way. <laughs> so the bottom line is there's really no perfect answer for what to eat on game day. But... It is important to know what the recommended best practices are, and it can help your game, especially if you're noticing issues you want to correct on that day. For example, are you like lagging at some point in the game? Like, if so, when? If you experimented with adding something at halftime, like Chrissy Crash suggested, that was it peanut butter on a pita or something? Uh, could that be like the it factor that gets you through? Like I have a, a current teammate who will sometimes have a tablespoon of honey at halftime. And that seems to be a difference maker for her. You know, like just figure out like, when do you need to be fueled? How much is enough? How much is too much? Like if, do you find yourself kind of nauseous at any point during the game? Because that might be a sign of, trying to eat too much beforehand because you're trying to make your energy last for the whole thing, or maybe just eating too close to game time. Or maybe you ate something that it wasn't the right idea. I definitely say, like, never eat anything you've never eaten before on game day if you can avoid it. Game day is not exactly the time for new foods. If you want to experiment with foods before doing something strenuous, like try it out before a regular practice or a regular scrimmage. Game day is not the time for something new. <laughs> and, you know, if, if you're not sure if plain water is enough to keep your levels where you want them to be, experiment with drinks that have carbs in them, like Chrissy Crash suggested. I've been doing drinks, like honestly, I'll admit it. Here's, here's my confession. I've been doing drinks with the name Zero in them. I particularly like vitamin water zero. That's that's my favorite. The the lemonade flavor is delightful. But on her suggestion, I think I'm gonna try the ones with calories, see if it changes things. There was like one game a long time ago where I knew I was struggling and it wasn't working out, and I did ask someone to make sure they got me a drink with calories in it. And I think I finished that game well. I don't know why I never followed up on that again. It might be worth a try. You know, it's all kind of a big experiment. But if I don't notice a difference, I'll stay with what I know my stomach likes during a game because ultimately I just want to make sure my stomach isn't freaking out and trying to digest in a weird way while I'm trying to do things at a performance level. <laughs> and finally, that brings me to mindset. Like, what do you need to get going? Like, I would, I would really love to hear any stories of what you took away from the podcast today, hearing the conversation. If, if based on what you heard, if you're giving yourself like high fives for many accomplishments so you can appreciate your progress more, please let me know and, and let Chrissy Crash know too. I'm sure she'd like super love to hear about it. Like any little thing you can do. Like, I mean, that's really one reason I love to-do lists. I'm one of those people will add things to the list after I've done them. 
just to feel like, oh yeah, I did that too. Look at all the amazing things I did today. I've been procrastinating on that one for a while, but today's the day I did it. Heck yeah. Like pat on the back, all the points go to me. So celebrate your accomplishments as a way of encouraging yourself to keep going for more and more and more. It's it's not being like, like, oh yay, like sometimes sometimes life is hard and you might need to give yourself a pat on the back for getting up in the morning. You might have just been having that kind of day. But you're here, you're listening to this podcast now. And if you're listening to this podcast, I think it's because you like podcasts or you like roller derby. But most importantly, I think you listen to a podcast like this because you are looking to move forward. You're looking for continual growth. You're looking to bust out of a plateau. You're just, you kind of want to see how awesome you can be in this lifetime. Because that's kind of what I get up every day wanting to do. And I hope you do too. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for helping us get to the 15,000 listens. See how many we can get next week. (laughs) Just keep going. And if you are interested in any of the programs Chrissy mentioned on today's show, you can find links in the show notes. And please don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy. In fact, I'll take you through it right now on my phone. Open up your podcast app. It is purple. And if you don't see the show right away, just go to library, shows, scroll down. I've got like 50 podcasts. Oh, here's the cute little girl with the pink helmet cover. Ah, Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. I am subscribed. Nice. And then all you do is scroll down with your thumb and punch those stars. Punch, punch, punch. It only takes a couple of seconds to do this. And if you have a few seconds more, write a review. Boom. Leave me a pew pew. That would be enough to make my day. But I definitely want to hear about you, how you found the podcast, why you listen, what you're looking for, that sort of thing. makes me happy. And besides Apple Podcasts, we can be found on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. You can follow our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R-T-H-R-U, the number four T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. Let me know what you're thinking of these episodes, what you're looking for in the future. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com or send us a DM on any of the social stuff. Links, handles, all the good things can be found in the show notes. Have a wonderful day. I hope the sun is shining where you are instead of, oh, we got so much snow dumped on us yesterday, but it's going to melt. It's going to be fine. Spring is totally here. And then next week, we will continue to be talking about derby and sharing derby thoughts. Pew, pew.